Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Great to see you today. Come on, what a morning so far. Can we just give a great big hand to our worship production? Come on, our kids' ministry. Amazing job. Amazing. They've all worked so hard, and uh, man, it's uh, what a blessing. How about that intro? Come on, if you were here for the intro, whoa, come on, somebody. And if you missed it, look at the person next to you and let them know. You missed it, all right? <laughs> hey, here's what I want you to do. Everybody grab your phone real quick. Come on, grab your phone. Grab your phone. Everybody grab your phone. Get it on picture mode. Here we go. Y'all ready? All right? So grab your phone, and we are going to, I want you to take a selfie with somebody, all right? So y'all going to be in my selfie, all right? Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to get this side over here. Come on, y'all. Right here behind me. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Straight back. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all behind me, bam, bam, on the, that wing, here we go, here we go, bam, all right. So here's it, take a selfie, if you don't know the person next to you, it's cool, we all family here anyway, all right, and then go on Facebook, all right, if you do that, go on Facebook, check in at Elevate City, make sure you check in, and then post that picture, come on, and use the hashtag Christmas at ECC, come on somebody, all right, Merry Christmas, all right, like y'all still finishing up, proud of every one of you, all right. Well, it's, it's great to see you. Hey, great to have all those watching online with us as well today. We love you guys. We're thankful for you. Church, can we welcome all those watching online with us today as well? Can we do that? Amen. It's no secret, man, I love this time of year. I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. Enjoy it. Some of my greatest memories during this time. And uh, man, uh, you know, I leaned over, my mom's in the house, and so honored to have my mom here with us, and I said, boy, I said, uh, I said, that probably brings back some memories seeing those kids up there, huh? And so I was one of the loud ones at times, you know, but uh, anyways, y'all's kids did so good, they did really good, and uh, so proud of them, and, uh, but I was thinking this week about Christmas traditions, how many out there uh, are, are all about that real tree being up in your house, real tree people, let me see your hands, real tree, man. First service was like two, all right? Uh, fake tree people like me, fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it, it's easy, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, a lot of fake trees, yeah. Real tree people, I got mad respect for you, take some work, all right? How many open uh, some of your gifts on Christmas Eve? Let me see your hands. Christmas Eve, folks, yeah, yeah, all right. How many just say, man, we're gonna wait for Christmas Day, that's how we roll, that's how we roll, that's how we roll too. All right, how many on Christmas Day, man, your family just, everybody gets their presents and they just go for it? Hands. Yeah, a couple of you. All right. I appreciate that, too. And then how many of you, kind of like me, you got like a Santa? You know, somebody plays Santa. How many don't know what I'm talking about? Yep, on Christmas. Yep, do it that way. How many, come on, any Griswold families out there that you go crazy on your house? Come on. Where you at? Where you at? Any Griswolds? Griswold. Oh, there's a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be, hey, no shame, man. Usually that is me. Like, I love, I'm all about them lights, getting the ladder out, getting crazy. This year, I told the kids, uh, we, we're just going to do the projection light, all right? And so just going to go easy. How many know what I'm talking about, the projection light? Everybody's doing it now. It's just easy. You don't know where worry about come after New Year and when it's colder and taking it all down. But anyways, the kids are disappointed, so I have to redeem myself next year. But anyways, I, I just I love this time of year so much and think about all the different uh, types of traditions. But I want to open up to you this morning and read uh, out of Luke chapter 2 and read of the, the Christmas story to you today. And it says this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. 
<coughs> excuse me, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. That's the official version, all right? But sometimes it gets turned around when it's retold by others, especially kids. Check this out. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, what? Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem. Ham, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. Well, they tried to go to a hotel, and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. And the keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place and here in Bethlehem, that that you can stay stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way, and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, and then they saw angels. The angels said, "A new baby is getting born, who is king of the Jews." The angels were singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. Second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wise men heard about it. And then a star appeared. Well, we should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one. They have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Goldfang and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably because the room is very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby i ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. Oh, man. I mean, our kids, they are a gift. That is for sure. That's awesome. Well, can I just tell you one of the reasons why I, I love this story so much and uh, God sending his son, because God gave the, the, the very precious gift 
of hope in a very hopeless and a very dark time. And, and Christmas, it, you know, I was thinking about this this week. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. Christmas comes during the darkest part of the year. You ever thought about that? And, and, uh, and not just externally, but I think for a lot of people, this is and can be a very tough time. You know, I was thanking and praying for so many of you and, and uh, thinking about how for some this Christmas, this is your first Christmas maybe without a loved one who uh, passed this year. You know, maybe it's a family that you went through some difficult times and you're experiencing some separation this year. And, you know, different things that, that hit us is, is absolutely a reality. But here's what I want to encourage you today, that we have such a friend and what a friend that we have in Jesus who is right by our side, who will never leave us. He was, he's always present with us. And uh, Christmas is all about light piercing the darkness. And, uh, and that's why we're bringing this message of hope to you today. I want to give you a definition of hope in the Greek and what this is, because I think it's powerful. And it is this, that hope is the confident expectation based on something solid. And I love that because that's exactly what Christ is. He is our hope. He is, Hebrews 9 calls him our anchor to our soul. That whatever you're going through or whatever you're facing, maybe you're in a, maybe 2019 has been a great year for you. Maybe it's been an up and down for you. Maybe it's been a painful year for you. But regardless, the anchor that we have that sustains us and walks us through any and every season is found in Christ alone. Amen. I think about a story of Job. Uh, the book of Job is, uh, when you look at his life, you talk about a, a brother that went through some adversity, uh, who lost it all, his family, his livelihood, his health. And he was in a place, I think, that you and I can probably relate to. And he asked two questions. He was just in this uh, anguish, a place of anguish. He said, where then is my hope? And who can see any hope for me? And I think, I think if we're not careful, there's, there's a lot of places that you and I can go and look for hope. And uh, we can find ourselves. And most people find themselves looking for hope in temporal things or what they can create or what they can think about. And the things uh, on earth that, man, what can I bring hope to help me in this situation and that's why I want to see us lean into God being our first response not our last resort come on amen everybody and so first Timothy 6 says command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment I love the last part of that verse can I tell you everybody that this life is meant to be enjoyed not endured that God wants you and I to enjoy this journey called life. That's why last week, this week, just hearing you laugh, I'm telling you, man, it does a lot for me. But uh, it's good like a medicine, the Bible says, and we need to experience more joy. Amen, everybody? We got enough going on in the world today and chaos in the world. And that's why I love that uh, Christ is our anchor for everything that we need. Reminds me of a, of a story of two young boys who were spending, their night, spending the night at their grandparents and at bedtime, the boys knelt beside their beds, and they began to say their prayers. When the youngest began praying at the top of his lungs, he said, God, I, he said, I pray for a new bicycle. I pray for a new Xbox. I pray for a new iPhone. His older brother nudged him and leaned over. He said, hey, he said, he said why are you shouting at God? He said, God ain't deaf. He said, no, but Grandma is. <laughs> That's funny right there. I don't care what you say. All right. And so here's what I know. If you've ever tried to fill your life and that void in your life with earthly things, you'll always find that you'll come up empty every time. The only source of our hope, it's eternal. The Bible says in Romans 15, may God the source of hope. Everybody say the source of hope. Look at this. He fill you with joy and peace through your faith in him. And then, I love this next part, you'll overflow with hope. There's a lot of people 
that we know and that we come in contact that are in need of hope. And my prayer is that we would be a people that, Lord, may we overflow with hope. May we be a people that grows so close to you that you're not, it's not just a Sunday thing that we do at church, but this is a lifestyle that we live Monday through Saturday as well. And all God's people said a good amen to that, all right? So the Bible clearly gives us the source of hope, and it's in Christ. And I think what's powerful is hope, he offers hope in different ways. And there's five different ways that I want to give you today that God offers hope. And I encourage you to embrace all these for your life. The first one is this. That he offers hope through his presence. There is nothing like being in the presence of God. There's nothing like spending time in his presence. You know, my favorite thing to do is oftentimes just to have time away and turn on some worship music and just talk to God and build my relationship with him. It's one of my favorites. And, you know, we've got to grow in the place of, of being comfortable in his presence. God is not, his presence is not weird or spooky. It's powerful and real. And I'm telling you, for some of the things that we're looking for in our life and the answer that we need is found in Christ, in Christ alone. And can I just say, it's found in his presence. It's found in listening. We've got so many things competing for our time and our ears that we've got to find time in his presence. Psalm 62, David said, find rest, O my soul. He's kind of having a motivational talk for himself here. And he said, my hope comes from him. Your relationship with God, I believe, should never be a struggle. In fact, as you saw a moment ago in Scripture, God wants this to be a, a relationship that you enjoy, that you're living out, that time with God should produce real rest for your life, should be a time of thriving and moving forward. That's why I love January, our month of January, we're kicking off our 21 days of prayer and fasting. I love it. You'll hear more about it next week, but uh, I, I'm, I, it's a time of replenishing, it's a time of refocusing. Because I'm telling you, 2020, listen, everybody, could be the best year of your life if it's the best year of your life spiritually. And so for some of us, it's time to make the necessary changes. So God put a message in a series in my heart in January that we're calling Game Changer. Come on, somebody. How many want to see some things change in this next year for your life? Amen? Everybody shout Game Changer. Come on. So we're going to talk about some things in order to see some things change and to move forward in your life. It's going to be powerful. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Other versions say those who wait on the Lord. That word wait literally means to stop and to put your hope in God. How many know that many times when life hits us that, man, we'll, we'll try to figure out things and try to figure out what's best for us. But the truth is the best situation that we could ever find ourselves is, is just stop and let's wait on God. Let's not try to do this on our own. I often have found myself when I'm trying to, uh, you know, see things moving forward in my life and get my hands on things, man, I can make it a mess. But, but if I would just wait on the Lord and if I would listen to his clarity and his voice, not my own, because, man, I'm telling you, if you're not careful, you can hear your own voice instead of God's. But it's listening for his voice and waiting in the presence of God. Here's the second thing, number two. A source of hope is his promise. Everybody say God's promise. A second source is his promise. And you'll never know the promise of God unless you get in his word. You know, I shared a stat with you a few weeks ago that less than 9% of Christians in this nation read their Bible. There's a Barna Research Group that came out with that earlier this year, and that bothered me. And I thought, Lord, let us not be a church that is in that position. Let us be a people that pursues the Word of God, that sees it not just as a good idea, 
but your plan for our life. That, that we take all of what God has for us. And you'll, listen, I'm telling you, you'll be in seasons of your life that you need the word of God. You need to know how to speak the authoritative written word of God over situations in your life. Because your intellect ain't going to be enough. You're going to need God's power. To, you're you're going to need God, uh, the, the, the natural part of you, you need, you're going to need his power to meet your natural. And to, and to have the supernatural power of God. That's what supernatural is all about. God adding his super to your natural. You're going to have moments in your life that you've got to know how to stand on God's word. When everybody else may be freaking out and losing their mind, you can go to God's word and say, no, this is what God's word says. This is what his word declares. But you won't know it unless you're in the book. Unless you're spending time in his presence, getting to know his promises. I, I preached a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, now it's been uh, your go-to. You got, everybody has to have a go-to move. How many remember that message? Come on, I was dribbling the basketball. How many y'all remember that? A little crazy, right? Who dribbles the back, basketball on the stage? I do, all right? I'm not your normal pastor. I realize that, all right? And so, but everybody has to have a go-to move. And your challenges and what you do under pressure, what is your go-to move? I think everybody needs a go-to verse or verses. You've got to know, man, when, when the heat is on, what is my knee-jerk reaction? What is my go-to move? Your go-to move has got to be hanging on the promises of God. Here's what promise literally means. It's an offer with a guaranteed result. Psalm 119 says, my soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. Listen, people may have broken promises to you, but when God gives you a promise, he fulfills that promise. He fulfills it. God will never break his promise with you and I. And maybe there's things that you've been believing for. Can I encourage you today? Don't stop believing for what God has placed and spoken in your life. That dream can and still can become a reality in Jesus' name. It may look dusty now, but can I just tell you, God has a plan. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he is working things out even when you don't see it. Come on, can you say a better amen today? And so when God gives a promise, he always fulfills it. And it's not a one-time thing, it's an everyday. That's why the word of God tells us it's daily bread. Everybody say daily bread. We need to be feeding on the daily bread of God. Then one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament out of Lamentations 3 says this. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. What's that mean? In other words, I'm giving myself a history lesson of all the faithfulness of what God has done in my life. That when I'm up against the wall of adversity... And I'm up against things that seem a lot bigger than me. I'm reminded by what God has done previously in my past. And I have seen him work things out. So therefore, I'm reminded, therefore, I have hope. I have hope that I'm going to move forward. I'm, I, I have hope that my family is going to be saved. I have hope that my marriage is going to survive in Jesus' name. Hope. Everybody shout hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. I love it. Great is your faithfulness. Every morning you wake up, you wake up to his mercy. You wake up to his faithfulness. Think about it. You wake up to his love. You wake up to him encouraging you and wanting to thrust you forward. And then here's another part of God's source of hope. We have his presence, his promises, and then God's process. This, I think, would be an unexpected source of hope. And that is his process. To embrace the process in the journey. So many people want to just get to the destination. But I'm telling you, it's in the process that defines who you are and what you're all about. There's this thing called character development that I think we're devoid of in our culture today. That we need to re-embrace as a value in all of our lives. Because it's something our God believes in. 
Because you are not taking your careers into heaven, you're taking your character into heaven. And God is trying to work on you and I while we're right here on this earth to make the greatest impact with whatever time that you and I have left. And so let us embrace the process. Romans 5 says, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Can I tell you this morning that God knows each and every one of our greatest and deepest struggles. He knows all of our darkest secrets. He knows all the things that you and I desperately don't want anybody else to know. And none of it, think about this, none of it causes him to blink and none of it causes him to bail on us. Because he made a promise to us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Can I just tell you, that's one of the reasons why I love my God, because he's a, it's a personal relationship that he's ever moving in my life, alive and active. It's not about religion, not about joining a church, it's about a relationship who is there with me in the good and then in the tough times. I'm so glad he doesn't bail on me, maybe when people have left me and bailed on me. Come on, somebody. Listen, people may leave you, they may walk away from you, but God will never leave you. God will never walk away from you. He is the stabilitator in your life that you and I so desperately always need. The consistent source of our hope and our joy in our life. And I think what we need to do is redefine our troubles to understanding this is a way that God does help develop character. Embrace the process. And I understand that's not a real raw, raw thing that everybody wants to go through. Woo, looking forward to going through the process. Print me a t-shirt, the process, come on. But I'm telling you, it's the process of what you're going through that is going to determine, come on, and I'm telling you, the road less traveled. Broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to life, and few find it, Jesus said. Let us be a people that find the narrow road. The road, come on somebody, that's less traveled. The rest of the world may be losing their minds while you and I are going forward in peace. Why? Because we understood where our hope comes from. We understand where our strength come, come, comes from. We understand it because we know the word and we speak the word out of our mouth. It's not just something we do on a Sunday. We live it. We live it. One of my go-to verses in hard seasons is right here in Romans 8, 28. Would you read this with me today, everybody? And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Somebody needs to hear that today. God is working for your good. Again, you may not be seeing it yet, but God is working for your good. He is with you. He is next to you. He sees the end from the beginning. He knows exactly, listen, he ain't tripping, y'all. He's on the throne and he ain't going nowhere. He understands exactly what's going on in your life. He knows the very number of hairs that are on your head. Think about that, pretty mind-blowing. Some of us have less, amen, all right? Just a joke. But he, he cares about the very details of us all. I was thinking over the last few weeks, you know, every one of us are in a place that we're in desperate need of God and his love and his forgiveness. And uh, over the last few weeks, been helping a church. It's been going through a very, very difficult season. And I realized last week before I ministered at this church, as I was preparing for that message last Sunday, that's where I was at last week, and I thought, man, God, I, I'm just... Today, Lord, here's what I know. I'm just as in need of grace and forgiveness today as I've ever been in my life. Because all of us are broken. None of us have this thing all together. If you think you have it all together, that's your issue. It's a good reminder to remind us that we all got our issues. I've got them, you've got them, we all got them. If you don't think you have one, again, that's your issue. Everybody say, we all got some issues. We all do. 
all do. But again, thanks be to God for his grace and forgiveness. And I remember I was sitting in the hotel that Saturday night as I was preparing and praying for this church during this transition. I thought, man, more than anything, God, they don't need to see me. They have got to see you. And my life doesn't look like Jesus. It looks like somebody who needs Jesus. And I'm convinced as I continue to journey forward in this life, I don't have it all together. And I am more and more in desperate need of his help, his wisdom, and his people. There's no way in this world you and I can do this thing on our own. It's one of the most dangerous things to become susceptible in the place of isolation where the enemy tries to attack us. Listen, he will relentlessly attack your relationships. Why? Because your relationships are part of God's equation for us in reaching broken humanity. There is no plan B. You and I are God's plan in reaching the world. And it's found in him. And it's found in understanding the process. Everybody say the process. Here's the fourth, fourth thing. The source of hope is God's purpose. Man, I love sharing this with people. If you want hope, you need to find your purpose. All right? Because if you don't know why God has created you and you don't know your purpose, then what hope is there? So that's why I love Growth Track. I love that that's happening the first Sunday of January. That we take it very seriously because we believe and the importance of helping people take next steps in their walk with God, discovering your why, your sweet spot is what I like to call it, and thriving that. Instead of waking up on Monday morning not knowing purpose you, and, and, and knowing why you exist. Again, you've heard me say this. I, I think that's why a lot of people go from job to job to job is because there's an identity crisis. And I think what happens is if you don't know identity and your purpose, you're going to struggle finding stability in your life. One of the greatest ways to help stabilize, bring stability and consistency in your life is understanding your purpose. And I think, and, and I think what's going to happen, it'll bring a consistency and a healthiness and a rhythm in your life. And so that's where first Sunday of January, if you've not been through Growth Track, can I, can I push on you today and say, get in Growth Track first Sunday of January. Just make it a point. Say, man, I'm, I'm going to journey forward in 2020 to make this the best year of my life because it's going to be the best year of my life spiritually. Come on, and everybody said a good amen. And so... Because if not, we get into that survival mode. One of the greatest sources of hope, I believe, is knowing God has called you. Is knowing that you are not here by accident, but on purpose and, 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 and by purpose from God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Can I declare to you today that Jesus is not just an idea. He is a person who invites the weary the broken, the, 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 the burden, the guilty, the, those who are failing, failing people to find love, to find forgiveness, to find grace, to find mercy, come on, to find hope and to find rest. He loves you not because you are good, but because he is good. That's who he is. And the reason, you know, I was thinking about this last week. The reason I'm alive today is not because in my darkest days I held on to God. It was because in my darkest days he held on to me. And here's what I know. It is his faithfulness that is great, not ours. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh God, my Father. An old hymn in the church we used to sing. And here's the final thing today of a source of hope. Five things. Number five is God's place. Can I tell you earth is not your home? You, this is temporary, everybody. You are a spiritual being having a temporary physical experience. 
we're here today. The Bible says life is but a vapor. It's here and it's gone. This is not this. I am so thankful to God that this is not my home. God is preparing a place for you. It's called heaven. The Bible says this in John 14. Because can I say, I think, I, think, I think we put way too much stock in this life, everybody. If I actually, let me say it this way. If I had a sub point to this point, it would be this. There's more to this life than this life. I think we get so stuck and enamored with things on this earth that we forget we're not living for here. We're living for heaven. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, and I'm going there to prepare a place for you. First Peter, God has reserved for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. It is kept in heaven for you. And God in his mighty power will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting him. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though the going is rough for a while down here. You and I have a future, and it's called heaven. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want to pray for you, and I want to give you an opportunity just to respond to this message here this morning. Here's what I'm asking. Over the next about three minutes, I'm going to ask that nobody moves around. This is the most important moment of this service. Most important moment of this service is right here, right now. Everything today was for this moment. So with every head bowed and all eyes closed, I want to just encourage you right now, and I want you to know how much God loves you. You are not a mistake. God has made you with purpose. He's got a plan for your life. For some of us, maybe today, you, you feel far from hope, and you realize, I need that hope. I need the promise of Jesus Christ in my life. I want to encourage you right here in this moment. If that's you, I'm going to give you an opportunity on the count of three to lift up your hand with boldness today. And say, I want that hope in Jesus. I want that relationship. I don't care where you've been. Maybe this is new for you. Maybe you've been in a place that you've walked away from God, but you realize today, man, I need to pursue God. I need to put God back where he belongs in first place in my life. If that's you all across this room, on the count of three, don't hesitate. Forget about who's next to you. This is not, it's not about them. This is about you and God. Come on, all over this place. I encourage you. Some people need to respond. One, two, three. Real high. Say, Pastor, that's me. Yeah, hands real high. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Proud of you, proud of you, proud of you. Come on, man. That's awesome. You can put your hands up. Yeah, I got you at the front. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So proud of you guys. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah, got you in the back. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Elevate. I want us to pray together with these that are responding to Christ today who are saying, I need the hope that is in Jesus. That's what, this, that's what Christmas is all about. It's, Christmas is meant to be experienced. And that's what's happening right here in this moment. So would you say this prayer after me? Say, Jesus, thank you for your love. I cannot live my life without you. Forgive me for going my own way. Today I repent and invite Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I receive your free gift of forgiveness and eternal life. Thank you for giving me this ultimate gift of hope 
your name I pray. Amen.